right, well, uh, we are in a series uh, in our 21-day fast called Position for Suddenlies. If you'll turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 2, we're going to begin in verse 2. This has been the foundational verse throughout this series. So Acts chapter 2. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow, I wrote 2, but it's actually chapter 13. My goodness. My bad. It's on there right, though. Thank you, Drew. So, yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> Let's just pray. <laughs> How many of you know a little competition's okay? <laughs> All right. All right. It sharpens us because the Broncos need it. Okay. So Acts chapter 13, verse 2. While we, or excuse me, while they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. In studying this verse over the last few weeks, we see three elements emerge. Number one, the presence of God while they were ministering to the Lord and fasting. We've been fasting over this, the last 21 days. How many of you have felt an increase of the presence of the Lord in your, in your quiet times, in your home, in your cars? Amen. The second element we see emerge is the voice and the Holy Spirit said, when we spend time in the presence of the Lord, man, God's voice becomes clear to us and we can hear that voice. God is speaking. How many of you know over these past 21 days, we have been hearing the voice of the Lord. Amen? The very last is assignment. Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. It's this three-stranded cord that will position us for God's suddenlies in our lives. The sudden movements of God become commonplace as we spend time abiding in his presence, as we listen and obey, as Pastor Doug spoke on last week, as we listen and obey his voice and concerning his assignment, we see God's, uh, God's divine suddenlies manifest. And we believe in 2014, that's what we're going to see. As we as a people, as, you know, individually and corporately, as we begin to walk in the, footstep, the footsteps that the Lord has planned out for us before time began, we will see suddenlies in 2014. So the first week, Pastor Jade, uh, Pastor Jade spoke on five divine suddenlies birthed from God's presence. Number one, divine encounters. I'm just doing a little catch up here for maybe some of you who uh, were not, have not been here. But number one, divine encounters. This year, we're going to see divine encounters. Just as Saul was on the road and God just suddenly encountered him, we're going to have divine encounters. Number two, divine assignments. There are going to be divine assignments released to you. Some of you know what God is asking you to do today, but I think there, there's more to be heard. There's more. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. God has more for us. Divine assignments. Number three, divine salvations. We all know people who need the love of Jesus in their lives. We all have, there are prodigals, there are family members who've walked away from the Lord, but we're believing this year there's gonna be divine salvations. We're gonna see people come to know the saving grace of God. There are homeless people with divine callings on their lives. And we believe we're gonna see them embrace their assignment and embrace the love of Jesus. Number four, divine deliverance. Come on, we, 
Come on, you know what? And here's the thing. Every time I read that, I wanna go, yeah, Lord, they need divine deliverance. But the Lord just said to me, he said, you need divine deliverance, son. And here's the thing. I think everybody in this building, we can say, God, please deliver us. Please deliver us. If we're gonna, listen, I'm talking about assignment today. And if we're gonna operate in our assignment to the degree that God desires us to, we've gotta get delivered. There are wounds and hurts things that have happened, injustices. But God wants to deliver you. And God does not want to deliver you tomorrow. God does not want to deliver you 10 years from now. I believe with Jesus' death and resurrection, we see the advent of the now. We see deliverance for today. And finally, divine healings. Divine healings. God, we receive those things, amen? Last week, Pastor Doug spoke a powerful word on the voice of God as both a loving father and a commanding officer. And that if we are truly gonna see the fruition of all that God has for us, we must learn to hear and obey the loving voice of the father and the voice of our commanding officer. And this morning, that leads us to the last installment of this series, which I have the honor of speaking on as the assignments of God. The assignments of God. Now, I'm going to break away from my notes just for a moment here. Uh, I was speaking with my wife last night, and as we were talking about this sermon, she just mentioned, you know, when you, when you walk into a sermon like assignment, something to do, the first thing we must always get a hold of is our sonship. And so I just wanted to say to you this morning, please, 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 let, let the Holy Spirit move on you concerning your sonship, your identity as a son and a daughter. Because if we act as warriors and we do without that identity, we just become mercenaries. Jesus, before he ever started his ministry, went to John the Baptist, was baptized, and when he broke forth from that water, God spoke. We see the presence, it says the dove descended upon him. That's the presence of God. Then we, we hear God spoke, that's the voice. And God said, this is my, say it with me, this is my son whom I love. Listen, God, Jesus, God validated his sonship before ever launching him into his ministry. This morning, I just wanna invite you into this foundational truth. I believe foundational to every aspect of the gospel, and that is we are sons and daughters. So this message is not a message of guilt. It's not a message of shame. I believe when we hear it, this message, when we hear this message through the lens of a son, it will be a place of freedom. So with that being said, Let's begin. Psalm chapter 139. If you have your Bibles, turn there as well. Turn with me to Psalm chapter 139. I'll wait just a moment. As you turn there. I'm excited this morning. I'm excited for what God has to say to us. This is the, yes, come on, we can give God praise. I, I really believe that he has a word for you. And as I, even as I was 
crafting the sermon, the Lord was giving me a message. How many of you know there's a difference? We have plenty of sermons, but man, we need the message of God to come to our churches, to our communities, our society. And this morning, I believe God has a message for you. And I just pray that the Lord would speak through me. Psalm chapter 139, beginning in verse 116, or I'm sorry, 16. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance. And in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me, when as there was not, when as yet there was not one of them. Before any of your days came into being, God wrote, And he didn't do a broad stroke. He specifically sat down. And every day that we live and every day that we have being, every day that we breathe in and out, God has written it out. Before we really get into the meat of my sermon, I think there's a couple of foundational things we just have to get revelation on concerning assignment. Number one, that we've got one. The first thing we've got to understand is every single person in this room, not just as a corporate body, But individually, I believe the the assignment of a corporate body hinges upon us operating in the assignment of the personal day-to-day. So you've got to know, you personally have an assignment. When the author wrote this, he said, your eyes have seen my unformed substance, not Israel's. It's personal. God took time. And he said, okay, Jerob not, before you ever Come into being. I'm planning out every day for you. You've got a personal assignment. The second thing we have to have revelation, and as I've and I've already said this, that God doesn't write of our lives in broad strokes. Sometimes we get caught up into God. What's your purpose for my life? When God is saying, "Hey, listen, I've got a purpose for today." God has a purpose for you today and every day. I written. What does it say here? Let's read this together. It says. And in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me. God wants to speak to you about your assignment for today. Your assignment, the assignment of your life is built upon the faithful execution of the assignment today. Let me say that again. The assignment of your life is built upon the faithful execution of your current assignment. And and not only that, but your next assignment. Listen, we think we have one assignment, but I'm telling you today that we have a myriad and a multitude of assignments to accomplish in our lifetime. Every day, if you accomplish one assignment, through that accomplishment, through the faithful execution of your assignment today, God will reveal your next assignment. We see it in scripture. In Acts chapter eight, verse 26, we see the story of Philip, but an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip saying, get up and go south to the road that descends from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert road, verse 27. So he got up and went. God said, here's your first assignment. Just go to the road. And then as he's walking in faithfulness, it says that, and there was an Ethiopian eunuch. Here's your next assignment, Philip. The story goes, Philip draws near and he hears this Ethiopian eunuch reading out a passages from Isaiah. And so he he begins to explain to him, Philip begins to explain to him, this is, this is what this means. It's about the baptism, it's about freedom from sin. And, he's, and the Ethiopian says, what, what is hindering me from being baptized then? I believe. 
So in Acts chapter 8, verse 39 and 40, scripture says, when they came up out of the water, meaning what? The implication there being <laughs> they got into the water. They got into the water and Philip baptized the eunuch. And when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. And the eunuch no longer saw him, but went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus. And as he passed through, he kept preaching the gospel to all the cities until he came to Caesarea. Listen, God suddenly divinely moved him from one place to the next, not just for fun. He took Philip and Philip had a new assignment in a new place. You want the new assignment in the new place? Then finish the current assignment of today. So number one, you've got a personal assignment. Number two, very simply, that your assignment is today. That's what we need to worry about. Listen, if you can string together day after day, faithful execution of God's assignment, you cannot miss the mark for your life assignment. All right, done with the intro. <laughs> Turn in your Bibles to Jeremiah. This is the main sermon text for today. Jeremiah chapter one. We're gonna read verses four through 10. It's a long passage, but bear with me. And then what we're gonna do is we're just gonna walk through this. Just break it down step by step. Jeremiah chapter one. Beginning in verse four, now the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. And then I said, alas, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak because I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I'm a youth because everywhere I send you, you shall go. And all that I command you, you shall speak. And this is pregnant do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord stretched out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I've put my words in your mouth. See, I've appointed you this day over the nations and over the kingdoms to pluck up and to break down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. And the first thing from this text that we can understand about God's assignment is it's significant that this whole thing began with this phrase, and the word of the Lord came to me. And the word of the Lord came to me. God speaks to people. God doesn't speak just to pastors. He doesn't, he doesn't speak just to prophetically bent people. He doesn't speak just to the prophet. God speaks to people. And I believe he's still speaking to people today. God is speaking to you even this morning. If you would hear his voice, God is speaking to you. And the word of the Lord came to me. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 20 through through 25 says, but you have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You've come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God. You know what that is? That's presence. You've come to God. You've come into his presence. 
the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus, you've come into the presence of Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. That's the presence you've come into. You've come into the presence of Jesus whose blood speaks a better word. I believe God is speaking to you and that he speaks a better word than what you've heard all these long years searching for God's assignment. Scripture calls Jesus the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Jesus is the word. The scriptures, the scriptures describe the character and the nature of God as a God who speaks. That last verse says, see to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. That's his title, him who speaks. It's just who he is. You know what that tells me? That means even now, even right now, God is speaking to you. Even right now, this very moment, God, would you open our ears to hear your voice? Continuously and forever, God is speaking. He will speak to you through your pastors, your PP, just through people, friends, enemies, situations. God will speak to you through anything and everything. And here's the thing, we must become sensitive to the voice of God. We must be able to recognize God's voice in the difficult situations in life. We because I believe even in the most difficult situation, God is saying to you, there's an assignment here. The God who speaks a better word wants to speak to you concerning your assignment. Just if you're taking notes, write this down. Number one, pre uh, presence determines voice. When I say that we've got to recognize God's voice, we've got to learn how to recognize God's voice. I am, listen, I'm not suggesting we need to take another class on hearing God's voice. I'm not suggesting that we need to take another class. But what, here is what I am saying. My mother and father live in Saudi Arabia and they'll call me in all manner of hours, which is great. <laughs> There's an assignment, Lord, in this difficulty. <laughs> And my mom has this tendency. I pick up the phone, I go, hello. And she has this tendency to pick up a conversation like we've been talking for the past three hours. Did you get the book that I ordered? And every single time, I never have to ask, who is this? <laughs> I never have to ask that. One, my, my mom's Korean and uh, a <laughs> very distinct voice, okay? But I can tell her voice from another Korean person. What, and here's why, because I grew up with my mother. I grew up in the presence of my mother. And because I abided in her presence, I know her voice. I can recognize her voice. What I'm suggesting to you today is that if you want to hear God's voice on your assignment, get in his presence, abide in his presence, abide in me. That's what Jesus said, abide in me. Apart from me, you can do nothing, abide in me. Jesus says, my sheep, they know my voice. You, you want God's assignment for your life. We have, got, we have got to abide in the presence of God. Because listen, I'm here to tell you this morning that there are a multitude of voices crying out to us concerning what? 
our purposes are in the earth, about what your, what your assignment is in the earth. Listen, there have been parents, there have been friends, there have been people. Maybe you have past hurts from, from, from pastors and, and church leadership. And you know what? Those voices are crying out to determine what your assignment is. Amongst all the voices that are vying for our attention, we will recognize the voice of the one whose presence we have most been in. I will recognize the voice of the one amongst the many whose presence I have been in. Have you ever had those situations where something happens, you just get angry, something, it offended me, or, and, and instead of going to God about it, you just keep replaying that situation. It's like a never-ending carousel of delight. You just keep going around and around and around. And, and he, here's the thing, every time you think of a better zinger, Oh, I should have said this. You ever been there? I'm telling you, you abide in that long enough and a situation will rear its head very similar and you will respond out of the voice, respond to the voice of that situation because you've abided in his presence. Are you abiding in fear? Have you been abiding in the presence of God? Number two, voice determines assignment. When we don't hear God's voice to receive God's assignment, then we will by default hear the loudest voice in our life and receive their assignment. Be that fear, shame, guilt. Listen, family, friends, coworkers. How many of you know that just as God has an assignment for your life, the enemy has assignment for your life. Satan has an assignment. Every daily assignment that God has for you, Satan has an assignment for your life. And his voice, the voice of culture, his voice is strong in the voice of culture. It's strong in the voice of our friends. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 21, this passage, just preceding this passage, we see Peter declare that Jesus is the Messiah. He recognizes him. Beginning in verse 21, it says, from that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed. And on the third day, be raised. Say assignment. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me for you are setting your mind not on divine things. The NIV translate God's concerns. The NASB translate God's interests, but on human things. You're not concerned with God's will, God's assignment, God's concerns, God's desires, God's will. You're not concerned with those things. Here's what you're concerned with. You're concerned with human desires. And this is Satan. Jesus didn't turn to Peter and say, get behind me, you poor human. He said, get behind me, Satan. Why? Because he understood that anything less than God's desire is Satan's. There's no in between. We've lived with this fallacy that God has this assignment, then Satan has this assignment, and I can just maybe live somewhere in between. I'm not ready for that, but I can just live here somewhere in between God's highest and best. But when we live that way, listen, there's no gray area. There's no, it is black and white. We're either serving God's kingdom or Satan's. 
God's concerns and God's issues. Now the word of the Lord came to me. God wants to speak to you. God wants to speak to you. As we move forward in that verse, the first thing God says to Jeremiah, he says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Listen, before anyone knew you, God knew you. That's a powerful statement. Before anyone knew you, God knew you. So before your mama knew you, God knew you. So before she made her judgments about who you are and what you are capable of, God knew you and set you with an assignment. Before your father, before your friends knew you, before your coworkers knew you, God knew you. So it doesn't matter what they've said of you. It doesn't matter how they've judged you, what you deserve or what you don't deserve. It does not matter. You know why? Because God knew you and he knew every day that would take place between now, then, and now. And that being the case, God consecrated you for an appointment. This is, here, here's the one that we don't get, especially in America, since we're so, we, the culture is so self-centered. God knew you before you knew you. God knew you before you knew you. So before you made those judgments about yourself, God knew you. Before you decided you're incapable, before you decided that you're too small, before you decided that you're not smart enough, before you decided that you're just too sinful, God knew you. He knew, he knew you. He said, I had this assignment for you before you made all those judgments. Before your fear knew you and tried to give you an assignment, I knew you and gave you an assignment. Before, listen, before shame gave you an assignment, I knew you and gave you an assignment. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. God knows you this morning. Listen, hear my voice. God knows you. God knows you. He knows what you're going through. He knew what you were going through before you ever reached it. God knew. And he gave you this assignment. That's, that's freeing, isn't it? That's, that's freeing. That means nothing that you've done up to this point can disqualify you for the purposes that God has given you if you just turn your heart to him. God goes on, he says, and before you were born, I consecrated you. <laughs> this is a Hebrew word, kadash. It means consecrate, sanctify, prepare. Listen, God prepared you. Some of you feel like you just, you're just not able, but God has already prepared you. He's already consecrated you. He's already dedicated you. That word consecrate means to dedicate formally to a divine purpose. I believe before history began. God stood up in the courtrooms of heaven and said, yes, I know you and I am formally, I'm formally dedicating you to this purpose and to this assignment. He stood up before all the angels and he said, Dan Anderson, I dedicate you to this purpose. And I think there are scribes in heaven that just wrote it down. It was formal. They put it in contract. God's not going to go back on his word. That's the God that we serve, the God who doesn't go back on his word. And before you were born, before you messed up, before you were hurt, God consecrated you. You are, listen, you are a divine purpose to somebody. 
Jensen Franklin said it this way, you are a divine reward to somebody. Come on, get that in your spirit. You are a divine reward to somebody. Every day. I heard in college, a speaker came, I don't remember who it was, but the statement just, it just stuck in my heart. He said, if I spend more than five minutes with somebody, I consider that a divine appointment. There's nothing that happens in your day that does not have the assignment of God on it. I love this. It means dedicated. God dedicated formally, dedicated us. And I just hear God saying, listen, listen, I have formally dedicated you to somebody. That lost person, that homeless person, that widow, that orphan. I have divinely dedicated you to them, not the church organization but you, your neighbor, I've dedicated you to your neighbor. I've dedicated you to your coworker. I've dedicated you. God goes on, I've appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. That, that Hebrew word for appointed is Nathan. It means to designate, set up, to set, to appoint, and to assign. Listen, God's assigned you. He looked at Jeremiah, he said, listen, Jeremiah, I'm assigning you. Before you were born, I have ass- I assigned you. Again, we've got to get it into our spirits. God, give us a revelation that we have a divine assignment. If we can get a hold of that revelation, it, from that root springs forth pursuit. Let's move forward. Then I said, alas, Lord God, behold, I do not how, I know how to speak because I'm a youth. Listen, every true assignment of God will showcase your inferiority. Every true assignment of God, it will showcase your limitation and reveal your inability to accomplish that assignment without God. You know you're staring at the face of God's assignment for your life when you know, I can't do it. And anything less than that is man's assignment. And we all know that man's assignment is Satan's assignment. I love this. God goes on, he says, but the Lord said to me, but, it's like the Lord just interrupting. He said, whoa, 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 but, just stop right there. The Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth. Sometimes it is easier to see God's assignment on someone else than it is to see our own assignment. It's easy to believe in other people's assignment, but not our own. There are people who will speak well of others. Man, Pastor Jade's so anointed to speak. He's got a calling of God on his life, but turn around and curse themselves. I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I'm not good enough. I'm broken. I'm too broken to be used. I'm here to tell you, it's the broken vessels that God's God's using today. Moses was a broken vessel. He murdered a man. We tend to gloss over that fact, but guess what? He was a broken vessel. We have got to stop cursing ourselves. I'm not good enough. I didn't get enough. I didn't get an education, God. I didn't. I'm not good at speaking. I'm not good at it. I'm not, I'm not good at sharing my faith. I'm not, stop cursing yourself. This is important because, listen, when you curse yourself, you wither your ability to accomplish your assignment. When you curse yourself, you wither the ability to accomplish your assignment. Why do I say that? In Mark chapter 11, verses 12 through 14, it says, 
The next day as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry, seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf. Now, the fig tree's purpose is to what? Produce fruit. He went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not in the season for figs. Seems a little unfair. (laughs) Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. Don't ever say that, Jesus. Don't get frustrated. (laughs) Mark 11, chapter 19, verse 20, skipping down a little ways. When evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city. In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the root. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. It is withered. It is no longer capable of producing figs. Listen, when you curse something, you wither its ability to accomplish assignment. So every time you look at yourself and say, I'm too dumb, you're withering your ability to accomplish God's assignment in your life. We've, the Lord is saying, stop right there. I don't know what curses you've adopted from others. I, I don't know. Maybe there was a bully in second grade. Maybe, maybe there was a teacher who said the wrong thing. Maybe there's, a, maybe there's a family member. Who knows? Who knows? We all have curses that try to cling to us, but God provided his son that we don't have to live under the curse. So don't curse yourself. Don't curse yourself. God goes on to say, listen, don't curse yourself. Stop, stop right there. Don't say I'm just a youth because everywhere I send you, you shall go. And all that I command you, you shall speak. You know what that tells me? That yeah, you might be inferior to the task, but I'm with you. I'm sending you with my authority and I'm sending you with my power. I'm sending you. The perp- Listen, the assignments of God are always coupled with the power and the authority to accomplish those assignments. When you create a car and you finish it and before it's been driven off the lot, we all know the purpose of that car is to get me from A to Z and everything that functions in that car helps me to get there in style and comfort, hopefully. (laughs) Sometimes if you save, right? In Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, it says, Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore. Because of that authority, you can go because I'm giving you my authority. Then in Acts chapter one, it says that Jesus spent 40 days with his disciples and said, listen, this is what the kingdom is. These are the assignments of the kingdom. And the disciples in their their excitement said, are you gonna establish your kingdom now today? Jesus says, it's not... It's not for you to know right now, but go and let's, let's just read it here. Act, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. Here's the assignment. You're going to be my witnesses, but stay in Jerusalem because I want to, I want to endow you with power. Whatever you have, whatever the assignment of God is on your life, when you recognize your inability, stop cursing yourself. God will imbue your life with authority and power to accomplish that task. Then the Lord stretched out his hand and he touched my mouth. Whenever I read that, I just, I sense that it wasn't like God just reached up and slapped Jeremiah in the face. It says he reached out and he says, and the Lord touched my mouth. God wants to touch you. We are not ready until God touches us. 
some of us try to jump into our assignment before we're ready because we haven't been touched by God. We haven't been spending time in his presence. Well, I'm, I'm gonna be a preacher and I'm just gonna get there and I'm gonna preach. Did you prepare? Did God touch you? God reached out and he touched Jeremiah's mouth and the Lord said, Behold, I've put my words in your mouth. This is powerful. The purposes of God, the assignments of God are always resourced by God. I believe this, and this is how this affects suddenlies. This is the connection to suddenlies. When I walk in my assignment, there are resources. When I walk in my assignment, God is going to begin to suddenly release those resources to accomplish his task. So many of us have been asking for resources. God, I need some healing here, but we're not walking in our assignment. We don't even know what our assignment is. And I believe if we would just, come on, if we could get a hold of the the assignment of God for our lives and begin to faithfully walk that out, God's gonna give you the resources of heaven. Divine prosperity and that word has such a negative connotation, but I'm telling you today, there is such a thing as divine prosperity. And it because, because here's the thing, it's a resource, not a profit. The moment we begin to ask God for resources, but we're not walking in our assignment, then it just becomes personal profit. God's not in the business of personal profit. He wants to bless you so that you can be a blessing. He went to Abraham and he said, hey, you're going to, all the nations are gonna be blessed through you. Yeah, I'm gonna bless you with the son but all the nations are gonna be blessed through you. I'm reminded of Simon, who was a magician and and everybody looked at him with great, I mean, in Acts chapter eight, oh man, Simon, he was so great. He did all these wonderful magic tricks. And here's the thing, Peter comes on the scene and he starts laying hands on people and the power of God. So he goes, can I give you money and purchase this gift so that I can do the same thing? You know what the implication is there? That he wants to purchase it for personal profit. When you purchase something, you want it for personal profit. He had a taste of glory and he said, I want that glory. Look at how awesome this is. Can I, and, and Peter said, curse you. Listen, we've, we've got to learn as the people of God. If we're going to walk in God's assignment, Jesus, give us the humility to hold those resources with open hands. Finally, God says this, and I, and I just believe this is the word of the Lord over you this morning. He ends speaking with Jeremiah saying, see, I've appointed you this day over the nations and over the kingdom. God wants to appoint you over the nations. I believe that. I believe that. What does that mean? God says, go therefore and disciple nations. Go and make disciples of all nations. I think there is such a thing as influence in the nations for us. to pluck up and to break down. How many of you know, God wants us to pluck up people from the depths of despair and he wants to tear down the, 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 the kingdom of the enemy that's invading the earth. The earth is the Lord's and all that's in it, but there is a kingdom that has come to steal that away from God and God has left us with an assignment. And God's saying, listen, to pluck up and to destroy you have the authority to, and the power to pluck up and to destroy. When you walk in your assignment, 
to destroy and to overthrow. How many of you know there are some strongholds that need to be overthrown in people's lives, in this city, over the military? Come on, there are, oh, there are things that need to be overthrown. Finally, God says, and I'm, I'm appointing you so that you can build and plant. God wants us to build. That's exciting to me. Antioch Church, that's exciting to me. God wants to build through you. He wants to plant something that will outlast you and your children and your grandchildren. God wants to plant. This is the assignment of God for you. Running out of time here. But I just want to quickly give you four clues to your assignment. What do you do with all this? God wants to speak to me. That's great. All these, this is, man, it's inspiring. But what do I do, God? How do I get my assignment? And I think there are clues. I think God gives us clues. In Proverbs chapter 20, verse five, the purposes of a man's heart are deep waters, but the man of wisdom or understanding draws them out. There are clues to your assignment. Number one, discover your distinction. The first clue to your assignment, discover your distinction. Identify where you are different. Where there is sameness, there is comfort. But where there is difference, there is reward. Jesus came on the scene and he was different. He was different and the people rejected him, but there was great reward. Listen, you don't have to be like everybody else and you don't have to teach like everybody else and you don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to act like somebody else. You can be you. Just be who God created you to be, filled with his presence, led, molded by his spirit. Number two, identify what you love. What is it you love to do? If you had all the money in the world, what would you be doing right now? I think that's a clue to God's assignment for your life. Now, here's the thing. Let me just, little caveat here, a clue to your assignment. It's a clue. That means it's incomplete. It's a clue. It's incomplete. What we need is God's voice. So we ask the Lord, God, what is it that I love? Would you speak to me now? Do I have an assignment in this? I love family. Is there an assignment for me in this? Would you speak to me, Jesus? Identify what you hate. What makes you angry? Listen, you cannot correct what you're not willing to confront. You cannot correct what you're not willing to confront. What makes you angry? Is abortion make you angry? And if it makes you angry, man, I think that's a place to go to the Lord and say, God, do you have an assignment for me in this? Does it tick me off to hear about the sexuality being taught in schools today? Then get to David Galvan and see what you can do about it. Listen, you can't change what you're willing to tolerate. You gotta get angry about something. Number four, identify what makes you cry. What grieves your heart? What is it that grieves your heart? Nehemiah had no business building anything. He was a cupbearer. His job was to taste food, to taste wine, to make sure it isn't poison. That was, his, that was the limit of his resume. That's probably the shortest resume I've ever heard of for building a city. Oh, I I, I drank from a cup for the king. That's what I did for a living. Talk about inadequacy. 
but something grieved the heart of Nehemiah. It just grieved him. Look at the condition of my city. Look, look at the condition of my city. I'm grieved. And God says, I have an assignment for you. And I will provide everything that you need. And I'll give you the resources. Don't say that you're just a cupbearer. You're my advocate. You're, I've appointed you and I've resourced you. Voice, assignment, presence. God, this three-stranded cord that is not easily broken will set you in place for suddenlies. But listen, it's not about the suddenlies, is it? It's really not about the suddenlies. The suddenlies are a resource to see God's kingdom established in the earth. And when we say in the earth, that means in your life, in your home, in your family, in your workplace. Don't think, don't think assignment is something that's so far away. Your assignment is as close to you as Jesus is. So I ask you this morning, how close is Jesus? How close is Jesus? How close are you to Jesus? Heavenly Father, we give you the praise and the honor and the glory. You're the King of kings. God, you're the Lord of lords. And we just say, we want your presence, Jesus. And God, we want your voice. And Father, we want your assignment for our lives. God, I pray that none of us would be so filled with fear that we would, that we would abdicate our assignment, that we would let go of our assignment. Jesus, that assignment is the, it's the portal through which God wants to invade the earth. God wants to invade the earth through Antioch Church. God wants to invade the earth through you. God wanted to invade the earth, so he sent a man named Jesus. Today, I believe that when God wants to invade the earth, he sends his children. This morning, I just want you to just take a minute. Just take a minute and ask the Lord, Father, would you come? I just want you to pray on your own, just where you're at. Connect with Jesus. There are two different types of messages. There are me messages and we messages. But right now, I think God, God wants you to deal with me, to deal with you, to deal with yourself. Maybe you don't know your assignment. Just connect with the Lord. And you wanna receive the word of the Lord. You're, you're just, you've just been asking God, what is my assignment? What is my assignment? I think I believe God wants to speak to you this morning. Maybe you've been bound by the views and judgments of others. You've been bound by the way others have known you, but God knows you. Just if, maybe just, if that's you, if you feel bound by that, say, God, would you just give me revelation on how you see me, how you've created me, Jesus, Jesus. I've made excuses. I've made excuses for my assignment. I, I've just backed off because it's too big. It's too big. Maybe there's fear. Come on, connect with Jesus right now. Just connect with him. I'm just gonna throw stuff out, but this is about you and the Lord. Have you allowed yourself to be bound by your limitations and your inabilities? Maybe you've partnered with others' curses. They just echo in your mind. I'm not good enough, God. I'm too ugly. Oh God, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, if I've sinned, I've messed up. Maybe that's kept you. If that's been echoing in your mind, God wants to touch that this morning. He wants to touch that this morning. 
let the Spirit of God touch your heart. Maybe you've allowed the voices of fear and intimidation, shame, guilt to determine your destiny. Maybe you've accepted the assignment of shame. Maybe you've accepted the assignment of brokenness. It's, I'm just telling you this morning that the Spirit of God wants to touch that. I'm telling you this morning, God wants to touch that. There's no discouragement too big for God. Transformation is not a work, is not the work of the church. It's the work of your spirit. Now we can't make someone change, but Father, you can change us in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye, you can change us, Jesus. So God, I just ask you, Holy Spirit, do what only you can do. As we have done all that we can do, we've lifted up the name of Jesus. We've worshiped you. God, we just say now, do what you can do. Do what only you can do. Change our hearts, Jesus. I just say over this next week, I bless you, Antioch Church, to receive the voice of the Lord concerning your assignment. In Jesus' name, amen.